You're listening to the voice of the Caribbean radio, your source for news, sports, and entertainment in the Caribbean. This is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. I'm Andre Huey. Welcome to another edition of the program. If you've been following us on our social media, our Facebook page, you would know that our topic today is uh, talking about the creatives and uh, the entertainment industry and whether or not enough is being done. And our guest uh, today is Azim Bailey. He is a musician, producer, sound engineer, everything to do, <laughs> everything to do with... Um, World of Entertainment. Uh, Azim, welcome to Let's Talk St. Kitts Hey, good morning, Andre. And it's, been, it's a real pleasure for me to be here this morning, man. All right. Well, tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, hear from our uh, advertisers, and come right back with another edition or with this very interesting discussion from now till 11 a.m. It promises to be quite interesting. Don't move that dial. Tell a friend to tell a friend that Let's Talk St. Kitts is on. We're talking entertainment. This is VOC Radio, the voice of the Caribbean. Would winning a Samsung Note 9 make your Easter extra special? Yes? Then hop on into KFC and let's make your dream come true. It's your chance to win a brand new Samsung Note 9. It's simple. Spend $30 or more at KFC. Log on to www.kfcsinkitsurvey.com. Complete the survey, write the validation code at the back of your receipt along with your name and phone number and return to any cashier. Draw date, 18th April. Make this Easter extra special with KFC. KFC, it's finger licking good. Confused about your insurance? Not certain if you have the right or sufficient coverage? When disaster strikes, the last thing should be whether you're covered. Contact us today at Badgico Insurances, where our team of knowledgeable, professional, and friendly risk advisors are here to assist and guide you. Whether it's your health, car, home, business, or boat, let Nagico provide you with the best insurance and the guarantee of fast and fair claim settlement. Nagico Insurances, committed to the people. Nagico, fast, fair, and always there. Gulf Insurance Primary School Championships is here again and Voice of the Caribbean Radio will be bringing you live action. Join me, Andre Huey, and my team of commentators at the Nevis Athletic Stadium in Long Point, Nevis for the 27th Annual Gulf Insurance Primary School Championships on April 3rd, 2019, starting at 1 p.m. Hear commentary action, exclusive interviews, and total coverage from 1 p.m. until the end of the championship. That's live coverage of the 2019 Gulf Insurance Primary School Championships on Nevis, live on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at www.voiceofthecaribbean.net. You can also listen on our Android mobile app or tune in radio. Just search Voice of the Caribbean. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. The greatest sporting event on Nevis is the 27th anniversary of the Gulf Insurance in the Primary School Championship to be held on April 3rd, 2019 at the Nevis Athletic Stadium, Long Point. Start time, 12 noon. Patrons for this glorious event are Leticia Clark and Alan Ward of the VOJN Primary School. It's going to be non-stop action. The Charleston Primary School, defending champions in Zone A, and Elizabeth Pemberton Primary School, Zone B champions, are ready to take on all comers. Andrew Brandon picked me on the air and told me, Joseph Lyman Primary 
Primary School, St. Thomas's Primary, Ivor Walters Primary, St. James Primary, Maud Cross Preparatory, and Nevis Academy Primary Schools are ready to set the track ablaze. It's all going down on April 3rd, 2019. It's the 27th anniversary of the Golf Insurance Inter Primary School Championships. Admission for adults $15. School children pay $5 before April 1st and $10 at the gate. Tickets available at the Ministry of Education. Voice of the Caribbean Radio presents What the Health Are You Doing? A health radio show with Dr. Stanley Horn, Doctor of Natural Medicine. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on VOC Radio and at 8.15 p.m. during The Quiet Storm. Speaking the word of health. Sponsored by Ross University School of Veterinary Medicine. That's What the Health Are You Doing? On VOC Radio. Weekdays at 3 p.m. and 8.15 p.m. Only on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Meridian Medical Pharmacy is the best place to get your pharmaceutical products. We make filling prescriptions easy. Our well-stocked pharmacies are ready to serve you. Check us for medical supplies, skin products, supplements, and so much more. Ask about flu vaccines. At Meridian Medical Pharmacy, we are focused on offering a professional, personalized pharmacy experience. Our service is personal, compassionate, and friendly. Located at our state-of-the-art medical facilities at the corner of South Independent Square Street and Adlam Street, downtown Bastyr St. Kitts. And now we have a new branch on Frigate Bay Road in the Sugars Complex. Call 465-5096 and 465-3306 or email pharmacy at meridianmedcons.com. Visit Meridian Medical Pharmacy today and experience professional customer care and fast prescription fill-in service. Meridian Medical Pharmacy. The best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis. I'm Andre Huey, and as I promised you, we are here with uh, Azim Bailey. He is a musician. Um, like I said, a lot of things pertain to the industry. <laughs> I'll just keep it short. Azim, welcome to Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis once yeah, again. Man. Thank you. All right. Now, we want to talk about the inter- entertainment industry, and, and you have a lot of insight into that. But well, just give us a little background on in what you do. Um, well... I mean, I started out as a musician, um, started playing in church uh, at, a, at a young age, started on the triangle, of course, um, but um, <laughs> moving forward, um, I, I started playing several instruments, bass and keyboard, little sax, and then um, after teaching in the secondary school system for a while, I wanted a change and decided I, w- I was going to pursue my passion. And so I went off and studied um, show production and touring in, in the United States. And I um, toured the U.S. for a bit before eventually coming back to the to the to the region, coming back to St. Kitts. Uh, ever since then, I've worked mainly as a sound engineer, but also I do play in and manage a band. I um I have a booking agency. I've promoted events in, in in different islands. So there's there's a lot going on. You have to wear a lot of different hats in this industry. <laughs> yes, indeed, of course. To to make uh, make ends meet and to make a living. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now, you, obviously, with your experience um, studying abroad, traveling as well, and, and doing shows, you've had a, a wide array of experience in terms of what you see out there and what's happening here. Yes. So definitely. give us your take on your, your assessment of the industry here. 
what's lacking, what's right, and what's wrong? Well, um, there is some stark contrast between what you see outside, even in other islands in the region, and what we see here in, in, in St. Kitts. And, and, and not just St. Kitts, but maybe like the Leeward Islands in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it has to do with the approach taken by the professionals in the industry. Uh, maybe not fully um, looking at, at it as a business, not understanding the worth and the value that they bring, not only to um, events, but that they bring to the economy, that they bring to the corporate community. Um, and so without that mindset, it's hard for, for, for stuff to move forward in a, in a, in a, in a more industrialized way. Mm. However, one of the things that is interesting to note is that it's not for a lack of talent. Mm. Um, in, the, in these regions, we have some of the best um, live performers, um, some of the best singers and writers, and, and we are seeing that um, some of us have really been, been pushing out into the wider world. You have um, like our city out of, out of St. Thomas, who have been writing for people forever. You have um, as close as Dominica winning the, the producer producing the road match in Trinidad, mm -hmm. and so the rest of the world is looking to us for that that sound and the talents that we have. But yet we have failed in taking it to the next level um, as a as a as an industry and as a as a region or sub region. So um, there, there's some contrast, but there's also a lot of hope that um, we could definitely catch up what's happening outside mm -hmm. now you said it's not a, a matter of a lack of talent um is it a case where the well the framework isn't there basically to help develop the industry why is that and, and what do you think can be done to, to help that where that is concerned well um i think that there is a, a definite need for even a theoretical framework to be to be put together because um there's so many players and everyone, of course, has their own agendas, has their own goals. Not everyone wants to do this professionally mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. And so I think that there must be clear distinctions made between um, what it is that we want to see as professionals in the, in the industry and, um, and, and put things in place for, to allow us to achieve those, those goals. Um, I think there are several stakeholders, um, the corporate community, uh, the, the talent themselves, or the entertainers themselves, promoters, the government, even the patrons that, that, and, and, and um, fans, right, all have a role to play in this, in this ecosystem. And uh, I think that the impetus is on the entertainers, the creators, to push forward for that. Um, the government, of course, has a responsibility, I, I think, as well, to help aid in the development of industry because it is an industry mm -hmm. even though we do contribute to gdp even though we, we they do find us when they need us <laughs> you know um so it, it it's especially it's, around election time oh yeah man shock <laughs> and done shock <laughs> and done um and they understand the, the power and the influence right of, of of the creative right um so they do have a responsibility and i think that we're at a point now where there are several players, in St. Kitts especially, who are making an effort, a real effort, to, to change the dynamic as it is and put some pressure on, on, on those in, in positions of power and those who make policy 
in order to help facilitate what it is we're trying to achieve. Um, but one hand can clap, right? Mm -hmm. And so we really need some sort of unionized or uh, a real movement in order to really see real change coming forward. Let's look at it this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down in two parts. Um, the, the players in the industry, let's start there. Right. Um, you did mention earlier that there's some who, there's a, a division basically when it comes to entertainers here in St. Kitts and Nevis. There are some who want to pursue professionally. There are some who just want to do it as a hobby. Right. So, you know, their approach is going to be different. Definitely. The seriousness of it is going to be different. Um, how challenging it is to, deal, to, to maneuver that um, dichotomy of, of, of um, approach to the entertainment industry? Because if you have people in there who are not serious, right. because they're just doing it as a hobby, as a side job, yeah. or maybe carnival time or whatever, then you won't probably get the kind of support that you want to get some of the changes you want. So how do you deal with that challenge? Well, I think one is just, um, firstly, being honest with yourself as an entertainer as to what it is that you're trying to, to get out of, of it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, for instance, like you mentioned, Carnival. There's nothing wrong with coming out every year and making your contribution to Carnival, right? There's nothing wrong with, with, with what I like, to, some people may call the weekend warriors, you know, the, 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 the guys who go out on the weekend and they play, they play at some, some bar or some restaurant or whatever. Like there's nothing wrong with that at all. And we mm -hmm. need that because a lot of those, um, those bands and those, those situations are where we, we find real talent coming up is a development area. Right. But if those people, aren't fully honest with themselves, aren't fully honest with the population as to what it is they're really trying to achieve. It kind of clouds, it kind of clouds what, what, what's happening with the persons who are now trying to make an effort. For instance, um, I might want to pursue this um, professionally. So I know as a business, I have to take into account things like my cost, right? And so when I look at my cost and then I figure out, well, this is where I'm going to price my service. Mm -hmm. And I go to promoters. Promoters are still then comparing you to persons who maybe deciding, but I just pay me some beers and, a, and, 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 <laughs> and some, some extra tickets for my friends. Right. Right. And so, so is it, it devaluing the product basically? It devalues the product, mm -hmm. right? And again, there's nothing wrong if that's what you want to do in terms of, yeah, you just want to have some fun and you're like going up on stage. But. At the same time, it devalues what happens in the entire industry and it makes it very difficult for us moving forward to get the things that we need in order to, do, to continue to develop. Right. Now, in terms of the, the you're talking about the value, that's another aspect of it as well, is as about whether or not people take it seriously. Not just people in the, in the field itself, but what about those who are uh, paying for the service, the, right. the, the promoters and even to some extent government? Right. I mean... I think one of the big issues that we have is that um, there is a real, like you said, a devaluing and a misunderstanding of the value of what it is that um, culture on a whole, the entertainers, the creators, contribute to events, contribute to um, tourism, to culture, to the overall GDP of the country. And so let's take, for example, a live event right 
I think that's it's very important, especially in that um, in that field, for everyone to understand exactly what it is their role is and what it is they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So you have promoters who give corporate community maximum exposure for less than one tenth of their budget. Mm -hmm. You have um, artists that are going to perform for less than it costs to buy the clothes that they're performing or less than even one VIP ticket for the, for the same event. Like that is something that, that happens. So it's like you get paid, you can't even buy a VIP ticket for your friend to come in. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh -huh. And then the government as well, I mean, understanding, like I said, for instance, we have um, in, 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 in Barbados, me and Matt Lee just um, last year, um, making Rihanna a tourism ambassador. You have that happening in, in, in Barbados with even up and coming acts. Mm -hmm. what they call cultural ambassadors where they send out to help promote their culture to help promote their their country as a, as a tourism product the city of miami pays pitbull a million dollars a year and the only contractual agreement they have is that he has to say come to miami at least once in his performances mm -hmm. right so they understand the power and the reach of the of the of the creatives but for some reason here that to, to monetize that intangible Thing seems very difficult mm. and, and I think that's where the challenge comes in because if I have this product or a phone or a physical product that I can touch right. it's easy to price it because you can say well you know it costs this to make right. it and this is what I'm looking for my profit margin right. a service on the other hand is intangible right. and people have different views of how much that service is worth definitely but I think just like with everything else there must be a cost with associated with, with bringing forth that if it's a performance, if it's a jingle, there must be some cost. And so one of the, one of the things that we've had an issue with is this divide between, let's say, for want of a better word, the business sector and the creative sector, mm -hmm. where we, t we speak in different languages, right? And so we as creatives, I think the onus is on us to be able to speak in a language that resonates and... and, 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 and the business side could really understand putting forth um, value propositions putting forth castings and like you said coming up with price structures mm -hmm. and even creative ways to ensure that everyone involved gets their their fair share right um, on this on that topic too um, one of the things that I've noticed is um, and, and and you you're giving examples here of Barbados and in Florida and all of that um, is it a case where in your view that the entertainment industry is not valued enough here by by not just those in authority but in general well i think it goes even deeper than that i think what really is happening is that we have a devaluing of culture mm. on, on a whole right and i i put together i put the argument that caribbean people generally we don't actually love music right we we, we like to believe we do, but for... Why you break that down? Because for a region <laughs> that's, that, that produced people like Bob Marley and, and Sparrow. Right, <laughs> right. But, I mean, look at it in just, in just a very grassroots, basic level, right? The purpose that music serves in the Caribbean community is... Music is an accessory. Music is something that goes on for most of us. So you play music while you're clean on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You play music while you're, while you're working. You play music... 
there's not a real culture of sitting and appreciating so maybe that's what it is it's it's, it's really a, right. a lack of appreciation right, right. for 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 music or, or the work that goes into to, to right. music right and you see so, that so we're, we're actually so then i guess it's, it's safe to say then that we're a consuming culture yes so we, we consume, we consume the music well yes but uh when it comes to the we don't understand or appreciate the, the process of right. the creation of it. I mean, how much of us actually pay for all the music that we listen? There you go. <laughs> like, and, and well, they pay for it, but on the on the roadside, maybe uh, a bootleg. You understand? I mean, <laughs> but ninety nine cents. For instance, um, one of the things that I I, I teach a lot of um, other um, creatives is, if you're really looking to make money, we have to understand the culture right now. We are. It's difficult for a consumer to pay ninety nine cents for a song on iTunes. But they'll pay twenty-five or thirty dollars for a hat with your name on it, right? Even though the music is what drew them to you in the first place. So there's just there's just a a general lack of appreciation for what goes into it. I mean, you're paying ninety-nine cents for a Michael Jackson song that probably costs ten thousand dollars to produce, right? So it's yeah, it's just a lack of maybe understanding and definitely a lack of an appreciation. And I see it especially when you draw the contrast, like we were speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. When you go to places like Europe and you you go to a live event and they don't have to know you. But if just the fact that you go up on, on stage and you have a particular skill, they appreciate that, but they have a culture of appreciating that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's where they have theatres. Right. That's where they have amphitheatres where people go and consume and appreciate music. There's a reason we don't have that um, here in the Caribbean, and it's, it's just because, like I said, there's a lack of an appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about people in industry, so the, the, the players in the industry themselves, and, and, and whether or not they appreciate what they're doing or have a value for what they're doing, or they take seriously what they're doing. So that's, that's one aspect of it. Right. Uh, there's also the other aspect of how society in general views the entertainment industry, and I think Definitely. the point you just made now is a good segue. Because you're saying that you don't think Caribbean people appreciate music. They, they consume it well, they love it, but they don't really appreciate the value of it. Right. Um, so that takes me to the point. In general, how do you think society, here in St. Kitts and Nevis, how do they view the, the performing arts, the creative industry, entertainment industry? Uh, is it a case where they see it as a pastime or a viable um, industry that you can actually make a living from? And, and, and even when you answer that, you could even throw in sports into it as well, because right. sports kind of falls Definitely. into that category. It's all entertainment. It's all entertainment, right? right? Um, you, you don't see, I mean, if you, if you were growing up, I'm sure, if you probably said to your parents, you want to be an entertainer, you want to be a musician, and they, they, they say, you ain't taking life ser- seriously, no, 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 because no, as far as they're concerned, that's not a, a serious career. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your school? Right? And, and, and I mean... Look at it, right? It's so interesting. It's so interesting. You will have parents that send a child, right, to music class from the time they're four years old. But if that child decides at the age of 15, 16, they want to take music professionally, like you said, it's a, it, they watch you like you're crazy. So the thing is, so what you've been sending me to this class for for the last for the last 10 12 years and um that that view that view is something that is 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 really not entirely the public's fault um our society's fault in a way because 
let's take let, let's let's draw a parallel to to the United States pre two thousand eight pre Obama's election. Mm-hmm. You would have parents who would tell their sons and their daughters, you know, you could be president of the United States, mm-hmm. and right. and it, it it was like an empty it was empty words, you know, until you would have actually seen it happen, right? Right. And so with all those examples of success, it's very hard for society, parents, teachers to see the reality and to see the possibility right. of success in these things. And when we look at, and, and this is unfortunate, but, um, and I think it's also a failing of society when we look at some of our greatest musicians, some of our greatest sports figures, some of the people that we, we looked up to as having talent in these areas and we look at where they are now a lot of people really don't want that for their for their children and so that's that's one of the reasons as well why i think it it, it is like that yeah uh, you know a good example i mean i'm sure you're you know you're in tune with us going on now and you're in the big craze over a musician from Jamaica called Coffee, young yes. young artist, 19 years old, yeah. and is now number one on the Billboard charts. Number the youngest one. Jamaican yeah. to ever do that. And um, one, I was watching an interview with her, and one thing she said is that um, she never saw herself. She always saw music as a hobby. You know, she had the talent. She could play the guitar. She could sing. She could write. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she always she actually wanted to be a pharmacist. Oh. And um, you know. She just out of the blue just did something for Usain Bolt and it took off from yeah. there. And now she is the number one artist in reggae yeah. on the Billboard charts. Yeah. And, and youngest to and youngest to do it. And well. youngest to do it. So, yeah. um, I, I guess sometimes even those who have the talent don't realize, you know, right here in the Caribbean, we could actually make a living. Even though we've seen so many success stories of of artists who have done well and gone abroad and is doing well. Yeah, and I mean, um, that mindset is is definitely in my opinion, what of one of the most um, important factors because it's very difficult for you to reach a destination you can see yourself reaching, right? There, are, there might be some luck involved, there might be some accidental success, right? But generally, you achieve, your achievements are limited by your own imagination, right? And so, for instance, I'll give you an example. When I went to, when I went to school, and I, I went to my first real mixing class, right? My first real music class. Mm-hmm. The teacher asking us to introduce ourselves asked us um, to also just say, what it, like, who would be your dream job, right? What would be your dream job coming out of, of, of school, right? And students would get up and they would say, you know, some students would, would call different acts. Some students might say, but I just want to go back and work in my church and different things, right? I said that, well, I would really love to work in a Mali, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only years after what I realized was that what I did was lit- I literally put a cap on my success. Mm-hmm. Why I didn't say Michael Jackson or Prince. Why I didn't right. say Lady Gaga or Rihanna at the time. Right, right. right? And it's, it, it just how I viewed myself and my potential, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of times um, we sometimes put that limitation on ourselves and mm-hmm. we cap out the, the, the extent to which our talent could go. Is there anyone you see now, and, I, and you could name drop if you want, <laughs> right now in Sinkis Nevis that you think is certainly on the up and up and is, is one of those musicians or artists who you know can make it big? 
Well, to be honest, I think that, like I said before, it's not for lack of talent, mm-hmm. right? However, I do think one of the things that limits our talent is uh, reluctance to explore and be unique, right? And so a lot of people um, really love Dijon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people right now love um, Byron Messiah. And those are, to- those are two of the artists in that, that pseudo dancehall reggae um, thing that we do here in St. Kitts. Um, that, that, that people really put their energy behind. Mm-hmm. In the soccer field, you have Rukas Echi, who I think has a really good mindset. He's now putting together um, several people around him. He's building a team to help him achieve those things. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there are some artists that we... Maybe because it's different. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they're, they're unique. We don't... Or they just haven't had that one that resonates with the public as much. Um, I really like this guy, Jedus. Mm-hmm. Um, a young guy coming up spoke to him. He has his mind, he has his head on properly. Um, even some even some rappers that I've heard, mm-hmm. um, because I try to really keep up with the the local artist. This this young guy, um, Peace, who was um, who was a member of that um, that rap group sometime back, Swing City Entertainment. Right, right, right. Like I think he has a lot of, of real talent, and um and and, in, and we have musicians definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like a lot of musicians, some of them coming out to the churches mm-hmm. that I know for a fact, if they were to get the exposure, they, they would do they well. get snatched up. And 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 high in demand too, because I know musicians would have left here and gone. You yourself would have gone to yes. all over the Caribbean and and the world to play. I mean, we have producers here who are producing um, beats and music for 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 overseas artists. Um, where persons are flying in to come and, and, and have them produce their records. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we do have a wealth of talent here on the island. Mm, indeed. If you're just joining us, this is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio. We're talking the entertainment industry in St. Kitts and Nevis and the creative industry. And we're speaking with Azim Bailey, who is very much involved in that field. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue the discussion. We're going to look at the stakeholders now, um, those in authority, those who can actually make some policy that um, could help enhance the entertainment industry and whether or not we're getting enough support in that regard and where we need to go. So all that is coming up next on Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis after we pay some bills. This is VOC Radio, the voice of the Caribbean. Would winning a Samsung Note 9 make your Easter extra special? Yes? Then hop on into KFC and let's make your dream come true. It's your chance to win a brand new Samsung Note 9. It's simple. Spend $30 or more at KFC. Log on to www.kfcsinkitsurvey.com. Complete the survey, write the validation code at the back of your receipt along with your name and phone number and return to any cashier. Draw date, 18th April. Make this Easter extra special with KFC. KFC is finger licking good. Confused about your insurance? Not certain if you have the right or sufficient coverage? When disaster strikes, the last thing on your mind should be whether you're covered. 
Contact us today at Badgerco Insurances, where our team of knowledgeable, professional, and friendly risk advisors are here to assist and guide you. Whether it's your health, car, home, business, or boat, let Nagico provide you with the best insurance and the guarantee of fast and fair claim settlement. Nagico Insurances, committed to the people. Nagico, fast, fair, and always there. Gulf Insurance Primary School Championships is here again and Voice of the Caribbean Radio will be bringing you live action. Join me, Andre Huey, and my team of commentators at the Nevis Athletic Stadium in Long Point, Nevis for the 27th Annual Gulf Insurance Primary School Championships on April 3rd, 2019, starting at 1 p.m. Hear commentary action, exclusive interviews, and total coverage from 1 p.m. until the end of the championship. That's live coverage of the 2019 Gulf Insurance Primary School Championships on Nevis, live on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at www.voiceofthecaribbean.net. You can also listen on our Android mobile app or tune in radio. Just search Voice of the Caribbean. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. The greatest sporting event on Nevis is the 27th anniversary of the Gulf Insurance in the Primary School Championship to be held on April 3rd, 2019 at the Nevis Athletic Stadium, Long Point. Start time, 12 noon. Patrons for this glorious event are Leticia Clark and Alan Ward of the and Primary School. It's going to be non-stop action. The Chancellor Primary School, defending champions in Zone A, and Elizabeth Pemberton Primary School, Zone B champions are ready to take on all comers. Angela Brandon picked me on the air and told me, Joseph Lyman Primary School, St. Thomas's Primary, Ivor Walters Primary, St. James Primary, Mort Cross Preparatory, and Nevis Academy Primary Schools are ready to set the track ablaze. It's all going down on April 3rd, 2019. It's the 27th anniversary of the Gulf Insurance Inter Primary School Championship. Admission for adults $15. School children pay $5 before April 1st and $10 at the gate. Tickets available at the Ministry of Education. Voice of the Caribbean Radio presents What the Health Are You Doing? A health radio show with Dr. Stanley Horn, Doctor of Natural Medicine. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on VOC Radio and at 8.15 p.m. during the quiet storm. Speaking the word of health. Sponsored by Ross University School of Veterinary Medicine. That's What the Health Are You Doing? On VOC Radio. Weekdays at 3 p.m. and 8.15 p.m. Only on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net in the Caribbean and beyond. Meridian Medical Pharmacy is the best place to get your pharmaceutical products. We make filling prescriptions easy. Our well-stocked pharmacies are ready to serve you. Check us for medical supplies, skin products, supplements, and so much more. Ask about flu vaccines. At Meridian Medical Pharmacy, we are focused on offering a professional, personalized pharmacy experience. Our service is personal, compassionate, and friendly. Located at our state-of-the-art medical facilities at the corner of South Independent Square Street and Adlam Street, downtown Bastyr St. Kitts. And now we have a new branch on Frigate Bay Road in the Sugars Complex. Call 465-5096 and 465-3306 or email pharmacy at meridianmedcons.com. Visit Meridian Medical Pharmacy today and experience professional customer care and fast prescription fill-in service. Meridian Medical Pharmacy. Simply the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio.
Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. We want to welcome our listeners from all over the region, all over the globe. We have listeners in Jamaica, the United States, Barbados, Germany, here in St. Kitts Nevis, of course. Welcome to each and every one of you. And Teague and Barbuda also in the house. And we are speaking with Azim Bailey of, uh, well, he is of his own entity. <laughs> <laughs> very very multi-talented, uh, sound engineer and musician. And uh, we've been speaking at length about the entertainment industry. If anyone is listening and want to participate in the discussion, we have until 11. Um, you can do so. Just send us a message on WhatsApp. We have a WhatsApp number, 869-665-7496. That's 869-665-7496. You can call us on that number as well if you're locally, if you're here locally. And you can also send us a message on our Voice of the Caribbean Radio Facebook page. So you can send us messages there. You can uh, put a comment on the post that we just placed uh, with Azim live in our studio. Or you can send us a message directly and we will certainly read them out on the air. Now, before the break, Azim, we said we would want to talk about internet, um, the authorities. Right. Uh, because we did say that, you know, culturally, there may not be a, 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 a liking or an appreciation of right. music and, and the entertainment industry itself. What about the authorities, the governments? Um, they certainly understand the value because, yes, <laughs> the, as we said, you know, when election time come, yeah, man, they the want artists on the stage. They find, they find the artists. But after that, it's there's no constant policy or a consistent policy when it comes right. to governing and managing the entertainment industry. Right. What are your thoughts on what's going on locally? Well, to speak to what you, you said last, um, there's been consultation on putting together a national cultural policy what seems to be going on for, for more than a decade now, right? And for some reason, that is yet to be completed, right? And so without a policy in place that the government has where they put proper goals in place, um, proper rules and regulations as to how to govern and how to go about um, the service in the creative industry and the cultural industry, um, I think we're just chasing tails and there's no lot of continuity right um but they do have a responsibility there is a ministry of culture there is a ministry of tourism which revolves around culture as a matter of fact i would put forth that culture the arts entertainment is the thing that pushes commerce and everything forward right mm. i've never seen something advertised with no music with behind music. exactly it, you know and, and and like i said there's always music at these conferences and uh, whatever it is music plays an integral and culture plays an integral part in all of this so they do have a responsibility to those ministries also to give back and support the arts mm. um i think some of the things that they could do i mean like we said if appreciation lack of appreciation is an issue then um I think that in the schools we should do music, but what I find in music in the schools is that they teach you to pseudo play an instrument, mm. right? And I say pseudo play because what's, what's happening is that once a lot of these students are finished with school, they, they, they drop the instrument, right? Mm. And, and part of that is because there's not enough places for them to showcase, right? But also it, it's part of the curriculum, right? I think part of the curriculum in any music course must be an appreciation for music, understanding the importance of music, understanding the responsibility for those of us who take part in culture and the arts, right? Mm -hmm. our, our role in society. So these are the things that need to be added to, to music curriculum. And I would hope to see all students have an appreciation for the arts being placed 
somewhere in the curriculum right maybe not even music but art mm. as well um also like we thought we spoke about the introduction of having some cultural ambassadors mm. because what that does it allows the entertainers a, a, a route by which they could go and play their trade right and also provides advertisement for the tourism product of the country right i mean i've personally suggested these things to some of the ministers and 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 yet some of them have yet to hear back mm. hopefully this is something they're taking under consideration but um i really hope because i've seen it work in other islands i've, mm. I've, I've been a part of it in other islands as, as close as anguilla yeah. where they're still reaping the benefits of a similar program we put we put be i was a part of in 2013 2014 mm. with british dependency right we saw them touring the u.s touring the world um in a symbiotic relationship with the tourism board of anguilla mm. right so how it works it is that it, as a tourism authority promotes the island that promotes the destination they promote the the, the the musicians are well what generally happens and this is something like i said that's been going on in several of the islands um, um, so what happens is that one of the issues with getting our artists in some of the bigger markets is not that the promoters don't see the talent, but it's just really costly, right? So what happens is, in these cases, the cost of touring is subsidized by the tourism boards, right? And so, just like as it is now, they spend tens of thousands of dollars on billboards in Central Station in New York, mm -hmm. or on a bus wrap in Las Vegas. Um, and these are all, I'm saying these exact examples because I've seen Sinkit's um, posters in these places. Like, mm -hmm. I've gone to, to, um, the, bus to the bus stations in, in New York and mm -hmm. seen the big Sinkit's mm -hmm. Follow Your Heart. Yep. poster right there and right that, and that's not cheap <laughs> it's not i i asked i saw a bus wrap in 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 um las vegas some years ago and i asked the bus driver about how much and he told me it was something like ten thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. but i ain't know nobody watching that <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I ain't know nobody watching that and uh. so what happens is that instead of doing that or in addition to doing that mm -hmm. rather let's look at the example that i was a part of in anguilla what happened was that they were able to see the value in having this group of musicians move around the US, right? And as part of their performances, plug their island, right? Where they were from, somewhere unique. One of the things that I found really interesting as well was that we did it at one time during the winter. Mm -hmm. And the excitement from the persons there, right? When we would show pictures on the screens. And we would have um, brochures that were given to us by the tourism board to pass out mm -hmm. at our shows and at the merch table and these things. And I spoke to a customs officer, well, immigration officer, upon, um, in October when I was in Anguilla. And he told me people are still coming with those flyers and asking wow. where these beaches we want to go there. Right? Wow. And so it shows the so impact. It's a direct, it's a direct impact. It's yeah. a direct impact yeah. because it's it's... When persons come and take in your culture there, and you're able to then say, look, you love this? There's more of this where I came from, right? And they could come and speak to you. You become, you become a literal ambassador for the country, 
when you're out there, right? Persons want to come and experience the culture that they're getting a snip, a snapshot, a snapshot of on stage. Mm-hmm. And so, what even what the, the, the tourism board of Anguilla did was they did a bus rap. We were on a tour bus. They wrapped the bus in in their slogan and, and images of of Anguilla, mm-hmm. tranquility wrapped in blue and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. people would literally come up to us at the bus stops and ask us, "Yeah, where that is? Like, mm-hmm. what what's this? What the bus is about?" And we were able to then invite them to the country and all of that so it was you could see the impact mm-hmm. and we were able to go through like 14 different states show it and so we could literally go back afterwards and show the tourism board this is the level of exposure you were able to get i remember we have to be able to speak the language that they are going to understand it right. must be equal value Right. right, that's being passed on, and so so it's a joint venture then between the tourists. Yes. So it's the case that they 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 help support the the financially financially, okay. financially they, they they help support the they support the tour, right. um, along with um and and sometimes it's not generally even coming directly out of the government's pocket, but they might have um access to databases. We have. Um, nationals abroad who are mm. willing to to think they might be able to find grants mm. that will okay. be right. So it, it's it's supporting whatever way they can they can provide support. Yes, monetarily, but also sometimes it's just the 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 the, the access to to that information mm. that we could then pull on as well. Right. And so and so you've brought that idea to the authorities here, but yeah, haven't haven't bitten on it yet. And it's something that's tried and proven. It's not tried and proven. It's being done in in our competitors' uh, markets. Mm. Um, some of our direct competitors, mm. I know, are doing are doing are doing similar things where they subsidize the cost of travel because um, some of the some of the governments may have, for instance, um, partnerships with some of the airlines and will be able to get either free or subsidized tickets to travel to some of these markets. Mm. What I was suggesting here is that the tourism board and the tourism um, the Ministry of Tourism collects data on where our um tourists our tourists are coming from right and there's some markets where we've seen vast drop-offs i said well let us at least start in those markets then right in other words what you are doing now is not working Mm -hmm. right so let's focus on some of these markets where they have carnivals almost every city in 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 the in the united states at least on the south and the east coast as a carnival, mm-hmm. including California and the West and Las Vegas, right. right? So there are some markets that the tourism board knows they need to do more work in. Well, let's focus on some of those, get some of our artists to some of those carnivals where there is a stage for that because the other, other countries are doing it. Mm-hmm. I go to Miami Carnival and after the parade, there's a concert. And during the concert, you're going to see Barbados is going to have their thing where they're going to have four or five Bayesian artists that are going to go up and every single one of them in their performance is going to say, come to crop over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 the cost is subsidized, um, perhaps sometimes in direct communication with the, with, the, um, with the promoters of the event, right? And say, look, what's the issue? Okay, this is what we're going to do. We'll get them there, you guys put them up and you guys pay them for the performance. We'll take care of the, of the, of the travel arrangements. Like, you know, and, so, and just being creative with the way that we, we get our artists out there and also able to market the country indeed um so what needs to be done then of course that's a suggestion but it mm. hasn't been bitten on yet what 
needs to be done right now? What can we do now um, from a stakeholder standpoint and from a government standpoint to help advance the industry? Because as you said, you know, there, you know, it's, there's a big contrast between what happens here and what happens in other parts of the world. Well, I think um, there's a bunch of suggestions on the table. You know, we spoke about education. We spoke about the cultural ambassador program. And, and speaking of education, that's another oh. thing. I, I don't understand why is it that, well, you, as you said, music is starting school, the theory right. and, and some aspect of practical. But why is it that we're not, we haven't created a curriculum around the entertainment business or the entertainment industry? Well, I know even at the um, at the the O level at at, at CXC mm. that is part of their performance. Right, because they now have a performance. Yes, they have right. a performance which they just re recently introduced. Right, and so and and this is happening because some of the other islands are seeing, mm -hmm. based on and some of these programs that we discussed, how that is now turning into revenue for the country, and they want to know. They realize, well, okay, we have all this talent. Maybe we need some managers to manage this talent, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So we have all these little shortfalls. And so based those countries would have then gone and said, well, hey, let's, through the education system, find ways to help us deal with some of these inefficiencies, right? And so, but at, this, at the high school level, and even at the primary school level, I think that we really need to combat that stigma. And part of it is that the person's, who are put in place and have a responsibility to do things about this. They have the same stigmas. Mm -hmm. They yeah. have the same stigmas. You ask them and they're telling you, like, they're watching you like, oh, so you don't have a real job? Like, that's somebody <laughs> in the administration who told, asked me uh -huh. when I spoke to them about some of these things and they asked me, so what you just do? I said, well, you know, I'm an engineer. I turn around. Said, so you don't have a real job? <laughs> like, you know, I just tell you what I do. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so, it, it, the persons, I think we have to be really, really um, vigilant about who we put in some of these positions, mm -hmm. right? Because they didn't, they didn't spread the, the culture throughout the ministries mm -hmm. and out to work and out and out even further. So we really need to have persons who have passion. We really have to have persons who have expertise and understands the industry and understands too. the industry in some of these positions where they're asked to to caretake. Maybe what needs to happen is that uh, there probably needs to be a, a, a unit developed, whether it be in the Ministry of Trade or wherever, a, a specific unit that's designed to, one, to, to do awareness mm -hmm. with persons in the communities right. and also in the government ministries as well to, to, to highlight. Because I'm, I'm sure that, and I'm just you know, speaking off the top of my head, if the minister responsible for trade or... or in, 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 or if there's a, and, and that's another thing because you don't have a performing arts right. division or ministry necessarily. Right. It, it's all lumped up in culture. But anyway, let's say the Minister of Culture, the Minister of Culture goes up and he says, well, look, I want um, two million to gear, uh, to be uh, allocated for uh, developing the in industry. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be taken seriously because mm -hmm. they're going to be looked at, well, we already allocate money for culture, you know, that's enough, that's supposed to be enough to deal with what needs to be dealt with. Well, I mean, let's look at it um, seriously. Um, just to show the, the view by government, and not this uh, previous, but just government, almost every village has sporting facilities, mm -hmm. right, which, are, which cost thousands and thousands of dollars to upkeep. And that is definitely part of what is needed in the in the. But we don't have one. We don't have one performing arts center. One. I mean that that in itself shows mm -hmm. you the view of the arts. 
and what you said is what I have been putting forward for the longest while that yes the Ministry of Culture is very important but for what we are trying to achieve we must look at it as a part of either trade or sustainable development mm -hmm. right because what we are trying to develop is industry right we do have talent we have culture but we're trying to develop an industry and just based on the view of how we approach that that task has a lot to do with where in the in the whole governmental structure it falls mm -hmm. and you, and your your um suggestion of having a unit of, that is what's being done exp um with great effect mm. in 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 trinidad for example yes where um you have a unit which that is their mandate their mandate is to um to cultivate an appreciation for the for the for the, for the arts they are also there to lend support to the to do all the other practitioners and also to make suggestions to the government about in what ways they should go about in a, in assisting and helping to develop that industry because they do see it as an industry. Indeed. Well, we're almost out of time. We have about six minutes left. Um, one other question I want to pitch to you before um, before we end is the. Uh, financing because that's the big part the yep. big challenge um it's a very expensive industry just like most and um you know a musician or a person who has a studio for example wants to go and get um financing mm -hmm. for his operations he's gonna have a hard time because um, again we as you said at the start of the show sometimes it's hard to quantify the value of what you're doing and so if the financiers don't see if the bankers don't see how do you want to make money from this then they are, they are probably not inclined to support it. And that has been the story of most. Right. Most, uh, what, what solutions can we come up with to creatively finance the industry without relying too much on, on the, the current financial system? All right. Well, like I said, um, one of the things that I, I, I try to stress to, to artists in order trying to make money, because we understand that there are a lot of things that need to be done, but... Um, those things are going to take time. And right now, you want to record right now and things. So for, let's, let's look at it right now. Um, anything that adds value to um, your the consumption of the music for your fans, you can monetize that, right? Um, and so we have to get creative using social media, right, in order to give out those value-adding campaigns, like merchandising. Um, like I said, persons are willing to support artists that they love, right? By maybe purchasing hats t-shirts um you know and, and and stuff like that but understanding your fan understanding what we are now calling in the industry super fans mm -hmm. which are persons who 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 rock with you right they just they love you as a as a as a, as a artist as an individual those are where you really need to focus on because those people are invested in you as a, as, as as an artist and so show appreciation to them as well and give them an opportunity to support you mm -hmm. right um and and we and we find that's been something that's really really been working um for for for, for some of the, the artists in the region um the really developing your social media and then using that as a way to really communicate with those fans if you have a hundred people that really support you mm -hmm. right and those hundred people give you ten dollars a month right mm -hmm. So you understand what coming that's a hundred and what that's a hundred and twenty thousand at the end of the year? Yep. Mm -hmm. that's a, yeah. So 
So I mean, and and so you 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 understand that it's well, not about taxing. twelve thousand, twelve thousand, twelve thousand. Sorry, at mm -hmm. the end of the year, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the year. So what you what you really want to do is focus on those people and find ways to to add value to 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 them, right? And and give them opportunities to support you. Um, in terms of the wider um, landscape that we need, um, really need to see things change. Um, in Jamaica, I could take my copyright, my album, and go to the bank and get a loan, mm. right? Because they understand that that's value, it's property, right? right? And so I can use that as, as, as collateral, right? And so for them things to be happening here, we need real education in the financial system, mm. right? Um, and this problem is something that we've seen all over. That's why labels came up in the first place, because mm. if you wanted to record an album, it's so expensive. The bank wasn't giving you the loan, right? And that's the labels are pretty much banking institutions. They give right. you a loan. They, they give, give you an loan. advance. And, exactly. Right. So, education in that way, um, the corporate community. If you are an artist who has some level of um, support, like again, your super fans, your fans, being able to speak the language, going to a corporate organization, and parlay that into. Uh, a real a real not these fake um partnerships with these companies where they give you a phone at the end of the month right <laughs> going in and tell them look when i post this is the reach this is how much people are this is this is oh you're looking for people in this age range between 19 and 25 my post gets such amount of views from people this is the way you have to speak to these mm. people and then parlay that into money Right and partnerships with the corporate community because they want what you have, which is influence. Mm -hmm. Right, so understanding your power as an artist and learning to speak the language and managers, please, we need to really step up the game and not be glorified secretaries that answer the phone and say yeah, he available. We really need to find ways to add value to our artist career. It comes down to is money, right? So these are the, way, the some of the things, the, some of the things. And there's so much other ways, crowdfunding, mm -hmm. right, that we could use to, to, to really finance the, the, the industry. Indeed. Well, we're out of time, Azim, and I, I wanted even to talk more about copyright because that's something also that it's, it's hugely <laughs> lacking yeah. um, in the region. But again, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us. Um, and just to let our listeners know that there will be a rebroadcast tomorrow at 10. So for those who missed it or just joined us, you can listen tomorrow at 10 o'clock right here at Voice of the Caribbean Radio, 10 o'clock Eastern Caribbean time for another edition. Any final words? Um, and just really, again, thanks for, for the opportunity and, and, and any forum like this where we could discuss um, the, the state of our industry really helps. And a lot of people that like to say, but we talk, 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 <laughs> but we don't know where to act unless we talk first. So it's like... Yeah. Um, really appreciate you for, for giving me this opportunity to come and, and, and speak about at least my view on, on the current state of the industry. All right. Thanks again, Azim Bailey, here with us on Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. We've been talking about the entertainment industry in St. Kitts and Nevis. Again, remember, a rebroadcast of this show will be aired tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here at Voice of the Caribbean Radio. You can listen on our Android mobile app. Just search Voice of the Caribbean Radio in the Google Play Store or TuneIn Radio. Likewise, search Voice of the Caribbean. I'm Andre Huey, and do stay tuned to Voice of the Caribbean Radio, Region the Caribbean, and beyond.